Announcement. The revolution will not be televised. I repeat, the hemp revolution will not be televised. Welcome to the Hemp Revolution Podcast, the global hotspot for the buzz and the cannabis. Hear the secrets of the green rush from the dreamers who are writing the rules, innovating business, and changing history forever. Immerse yourself with the fascinating stories from the leaders in the hemp health revolution to learn how we are changing the game. Now here's your hosts, James Brinkerhoff and Sonia Gomez. Hey guys, Sonia Gomez here coming to you from Denver, Colorado. This is another badass rock star episode. You know how we do on the Hemp Revolution podcast. As you know, it is our mission to empower you with the truth about cannabis and hemp so that you can make educated decisions about how you want to care for yourself, the people that you love and the conditions that you may be suffering from, or if you're just interested in taking care of that beautiful gift of life that you have and are preserving an otherwise healthy lifestyle. If you're looking for products that you can trust to deliver the results you're looking for, check us out on medicalsecrets.com. And if you're a budding entrepreneur looking for tools, tips, tricks, resources, or relationships, check us out on theemeraldcircle.com. We are happy to help however we can. Today, we are diving into yet another another story of an incredible entrepreneur who is a pioneering the way that this industry is unfolding. A registered nurse by vocation, Rick Bootstrapped founded what became to be one of the U.S.'s largest DOD or Department of Defense contracting firms and with 600 employees in 19 states, he exited around 2015. The stress of entrepreneurship led him to discover CBD, which changed his life completely. Here to share his story about how he has founded companies, worked both on and offline as an entrepreneur, and to shed a little light on the journey towards success, our good friend, Mr. Rick Martinez. How's it going, Rick? It's going great, Sonia. Thank you so much, all the way from Texas, for having me on the show. I'm so excited to have you here and more excited to hear more about your story and your journey and where you guys are heading to. Intros are all good and well. Why don't you share straight from the horse's mouth a little bit about yourself? What's your background and how did you end up in the CBD space? Very cool. Well, it, it, um, the intro synopsized it and it's true. I, I'm a registered nurse. I've been an RN for almost 25 years. So it's been a while. I know my boyishly good looks don't, 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 <laughs> no, I'm in my fifties now, but I've been a registered nurse. Um, we launched, uh, like the intro said, uh, we launched a staffing company basically right before 9-11, about the year, the end of the year 2000. And I say we, it was my girlfriend and I, who's now my wife. Um, we grew that from one employee to 600. So I came from, I come from a very traditional entrepreneurial background. I say traditional because of the counterculture-ness of cannabis, but, um, uh, we grew it from zero to uh, 600 employees, and be- we became through the course of, of you know brick by brick. This is the, you know the overnight success that takes 10 years. Um, <laughs> like, like you mentioned, you know we we were in 19 states. Uh, we became one of the largest DoD contractors and Department of Defense. So our largest client was the United States military, and simply put. We put doctors and nurses into military hospitals across the country. And then after 9-11, business was rather explosive. And um, 
I'm also a former army nurse. So in the course of the growth of our company, I was activated and did a tour. So I I saw healthcare from a variety of different perspectives. One as a caregiver, one as a military officer, one as a company that served the United States government. And um, I was exposed to a lot of things that traditional or let's just say um, your private nurse isn't exposed to. And that's um, our kids, our heroes who are being um, blown up day after day after day. And where Sonia, what really started to change for me um, was, and then I'll be quiet in a sec, but I was raised anti-cannabis. I was very tra- um, conservative family, very traditional. Again, being a member of the United States military, this was never on my radar. Cannabis seemed to be anything. Um, but it was, it, it, we, I could no longer turn, turn a blind eye to, we could patch them up from a physical standpoint, but the PTS and the stresses, the traumatic brain injury, they're lifelong. And that's when my mind started to shift a little bit. And um, that's kind of my background briefly uh, in, in kind of a nutshell. We, I was bit by the entrepreneurial bug. We launched some CrossFit gyms, um, other companies and Angel invested and um, quite a few things. But whew, there you go in the nutshell. <laughs> so you ended up into after and, and, you know, honestly, this is a lot of people's stories where they were raised with a complete contrasting opinion or uh, methodology than they have adopted in their later, you know, more formative years. And these are these are really, really interesting times where we're starting to see a lot of folks coming out of the cannabis closet or making that corporate to cannabis jump. Maybe they're on their second or third career. And, you know, it's just very, very interesting to see all of these things unfolding and, and the, and the, um, what I call, I'm calling the second and third tier of entrepreneur coming in. You've had some success building other businesses and now you're applying that success here. I, um, you have personally launched a couple of CBD brands yourself. Tell me a little bit about what your active, what your company is specifically responsible for now in, in, um, in its current modern day. Yeah, what we are simply put is the word, I'll just use the word influencer. So we own a media company. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in the course of the growth of our other businesses is where I really gravitated towards isn't necessarily being a good CEO. Um, it's really um, how to create other leaders through leadership. And so mm-hmm. what that really means is when I put it into grassroots is um, I fell in love with mentoring, advising, and um honestly creating uh, accelerator type content and scaling companies from startup to a million in gross revenue. And we, so what we did, what we had done, and this is, this parlays into what we do currently is we helped um, a national, actually a global organization create um, business building content and, you know, mark sales, marketing strategies, and these are non-cannabis. And then I facilitated that training across the, the world from Europe to Mexico, Canada, the U S. So when we segued into the cannabis industry and CBD, I didn't per se go to the the growers and and procure products. I helped companies develop strategies, um, how to execute on strategies, hiring, firing tactics, things like that. Things that go into the fundamentals of business, not necessarily cannabis, but um, what we found is what we've learned through Business 101 applies beautifully to the cannabis industry because It's just a unique product, but it's Mm -hmm. still business. So what we do is we then um, launched an accelerator program. Texas is first. At the time, we were the country's ninth. Now they're a a dime a dozen. They're everywhere. 
And simply put through kind of this pinball machine of growth, you know, always hitting the bumpers, but moving forward, um, I've been asked to speak at a lot of conventions, conferences, cannabis and CBD specific. And uh, as a result of that, people have said, can you represent or market or basically become an influencer for our business? And I'm probably one of the, 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 the influencer your mom never expected because I'm in my 50s and I'm not... I'm, uh, you know, I'm not, um, no offense to anybody. My kids are in their twenties. I'm not a 25 year old, you know, who's, who smokes, you know, I don't roll up a, a, a blunt or, or pack a bowl and then influence that way. I influence through our experience. Um, so that's just a long way of saying is that, um, we develop content to help companies grow. And now what we do is uh, I'm a professional speaker in the cannabis um, circuit and our media channel, Weed to Know Basis, uh, provides a platform for cannabis businesses, especially CBD, to authentically and responsibly get their message out. Love that so much. It's, we have a lot of synergy in what our business models are. So I'm super excited to sort of lift the skirt on this. Most people that come onto the podcast are talking about their CBD brands and their physical products. And they that is generally the approach to getting involved with the industry. And I'm actually just like right in the middle of developing an entire course that explains what the other opportunities are and building celebrity, building a brand, a personal brand um, or a media network that allows you to access a global audience and marketplace is a huge piece of this and, uh, and almost everything that I'm doing. We're one of the larger influencers, quote unquote, in the space. I don't like to use that word myself because I don't really think of myself as an influencer. I'm also a mother of four. Um, and consume cannabis for medicinal reasons. I've gone toe-to-toe with both legal and medical systems, helped write legislation that legalized cannabis in Colorado, owned and operated brick-and-mortar businesses, but really found my specialty and my comfort zone in the media and education piece. And there's a really significant gap between how fast the product piece of this industry is moving and how quickly or how well the consumer is being educated so that they feel confident in making decisions with what brands they want to align with. So in uh, tell me tell me tell me what tell me about weed to know what specifically like how many followers do you have how does the business work with you and what kind of results can they expect? Great questions. You know, so um, I'm going to use kind of the generalized combined followership because I have my own personal profiles, um, which we've developing been developing for years. So I would say our combined followership. If I talk about Instagram, we do know, and then my my um, personal, which is Planet Boy. Uh, we also have Green Seed Nation. And those have all emerged from events that we've um, owned and operated. And then Facebook, LinkedIn, um, Twitter, probably about 70, 75,000 total. And then we have an email list, which is the unsung hero of marketing. Um, and that's the email list is we're tipping at just over 7,000 now on that list. And we've been building that um, brick by brick as well. But we're in the nascent stages of really 2020 is going to be our go to war year for we to know basis. So um, if I if I break this down and like how we actually ideated and then launched and are we going to begin to grow we to know basis? I love the pun. You can't avoid the puns in this industry. No, you really can't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're too good. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. And we actually it was over a year ago that uh, as I was asked to speak more and more at conventions. 
uh, a friend of mine said, Rick, you should launch a podcast. And I'm like, I don't know anything about podcasts. And they said, but you're good on stage and you're, you know, you're on the spot and you bring a, u- a unique perspective and your background. I'm like, I get it, but I don't know how to launch a podcast. And so I sat down with the coach which I believe every entrepreneur should have. Uh, I sat down with the coach who's a, a good friend of mine and he blocked two hours of time and we walked through and um, from, I, from theory to idea to action steps and I firmly did nothing about it for about six months. I'm like, I don't have time. Typical. Yes. <laughs> and we're, we're all the same. We're all wired the same. We have, we have so many things to do that we fail to focus on the most critical elements of life and business and which are not separable in, as an entrepreneur. And um, sat on it for about six, seven months and it kept on nagging me. And then somebody would say, how about you're going to do a podcast? And, um, you know, there's a lot of people out there who are on a need to know basis. And, and that's where this started to kind of tickle me. And I heard it like three or four times that a good friend of mine says, I, not verbatim, but basically that pe- there's a need to know basis on, you know, on business 101. And I think it was a Freudian slip. He said, there's a weed to know basis. And that was when I thought, okay, I think that was my final straw. We bought the URL, um, dove in, blocked time off, hired a producer, um, brought our first guests on, developed our hit list of our first 10 topics. And we are now currently, I want to say it about our close to our 70th episode. We officially launched it April 1st of 2019. Nice. So this and year. how many listeners, how many listeners have you gotten onto your podcast? <laughs> um, so it streams across multiple platforms from iTunes to Stitcher. Mm-hmm. Um, I, if I, maybe a thousand, it's, it's not, awesome. you know, yeah, maybe about a thousand. And, um, we're not one of those miracle things and it's all organic. And I, yeah. I, I would love to say we have 10,000 downloads an episode, but, uh, the right people I believe are listening to our show. And if yeah. it's a thousand correct and right people, then I'm good with it, but it's, it's growing gradually. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. I love that. And so um, tell me a little bit about how you leverage these platforms and followings to support the growth of some of your sponsored uh, partners who maybe do have physical products or services. Are you endorsing or talk to me a little bit about how that works throughout your ecosystem? How can a brand or business owner leverage you as a um, influencer or your media channels or outlets um, as an opportunity to generate income for themselves? Is that or is that even a part of your business model? It is. And I, it wasn't initially, Sonia. Initially, it was like we were going to use the, the podcast to leverage our courses Mm-hmm. And which we have, we have a mastermind group and, um, I, I love that element of it. But what happened one day is somebody said, he messaged me, he said, can, on your next podcast, or when you do a Facebook live, can you put my logo on your whiteboard behind me? And, um, and it, it, I thought, wow, I, I never thought of myself as a promoter, as an influencer. I was going to say that I'm a natural yeah. promoter. I've, I'm asked to speak often. Um, and I'm like, okay, so I know there is influencers, Tommy Chong and my friend Kim B from the East coast and all these folks. And I'm like, I never thought of myself as a 52 year old out of the, the cannabis closet, father, entrepreneur, former military officer as an influencer. And the point is this, he said, I will, I will give you some, a transactional exchange. You put my logo, I will give you this. And I'm like, wow. So I'm being offered money to put somebody's logo on my whiteboard. And 
I had to double down on what that meant. Again, it wasn't just, yeah, let's do it, bro. I wanted to make sure that I aligned with the brand. I wanted to make sure that somebody who listened to me, if they purchased that product, they were they were doing it because one, I would endorse it or said it worked. And then the operative thing is that it worked. So I'm still developing that. But here's what's happened is we've been approached by some pretty large companies and we're in talks with some equity exchange. Um, I'm about the long game, not the short. It's, it'd be yeah. great to make a thousand bucks a month. It'd be great. Don't, don't get me wrong. You know, 10 companies, a thousand bucks a month, you can do the math. Uh, but I thought, what about the long game? What about the two, three, or four, or five year plan where we identify companies who have a lot of potential? And they're on, they're going to get traction and hit this trajectory that could be worth potential millions. So we're approaching it from, um, I, I would say, um, and this is one of our secret, secret weapons, if you will, because we're tied to the angel investor community. Um, we built a pretty large business and we understand not that other folks don't, but as the industry matures, we're bringing something that, um, which is our secret weapon slash our unfair advantage. Uh, we understand where businesses can be if it's done right. So now, if if you recall, I talked about strategic planning execution, which is where we played for years. Not only can we now put somebody's logo on the backdrop, which we're going to be doing, we're actually going to launch that in 2020. But if they need help with the strategic plan or crafting a vision or those things, that's something that we can definitely bring to the table. It's an unfair advantage that... By and large, a lot of um, early stage uh, cannabis startups don't do, and it's um, we're going to monetize that. And honestly, Sonia, I don't have clarity on how we're going to do it. I don't know if it's going to be a simple go to our website and download our our um, what do you call it our packages, or if it's I I don't know that yet. So that's okay. That's all, that's yeah. the whole that's the fun of being an entrepreneur is developing all of that stuff. If, if it's okay, I'll share with you a little bit about what yeah. we have done because I'm a little further down the line, um, and this is that we we actually have very very comparable. Um, business models. So little bit, a little bit on my background. And for those of you guys who are listening, you have not heard this piece of my story um, in its entirety yet. I haven't really divulged my business model on here. So here you go. So in 2009, after I fought both the legal and medical system in California for my rights to safe access, I was offered a position on the voluntary committee with the Department of Revenue as they were developing the Medical Marijuana Enforcement Division, as well as the foundational legislation that would legalize cannabis in Colorado. I owned and operated one of the first licensed dispensaries here, and we recognized a pretty significant gap from the brand builders to the brand consumers. And so we decided to sell our brick and mortar business and move into online publication. Um, in the last two years, we have organically, uh, two and a half years, we've organically built a following of over 1 million people. We've impacted 100 million, uh, around 75 million with our content. We've published about 1,200 articles online on just one of our blogs. In the last 60 days, we've, uh, we've recorded over 90 episodes, almost 100 episodes of the Hemp Revolution podcast. We are in pre-launch right now. Um, for the podcast. And in the last 60 days, we've gotten somewhere between 10, maybe 15,000 downloads and listeners. And we're really talking about two different sides of the business, uh, or we're, we're talking to the consumers because we want to help them understand what 
what and why you would use which products um, in order to achieve the results that you're looking for. Um, We've created hundreds of videos, um, acquired hundreds of millions of video views. I think the sec- the I'm second or third maybe to te- Cheech and Chong as far as size of audience and, and reaching capacity um, as an influencer. Although I do not look at myself as an influencer. As a matter of fact, I rarely, if ever, allow products unless they've gone through my entire um, testing process there I seldom allow a product or brand to be featured inside of my community I think I've promoted like maybe nine or ten handful of products with our audience though we have been able to generate anywhere from three to five hundred new customers at the push of a button we have one of the we've had one of the largest messenger bots um, on the internet which is that messenger that's connected to your Facebook community at one time we had it up to 460 thousand people and we clean it every couple of months and just wipe it all the way down to you know around 50 or a hundred thousand people just the ones who are hyper engaged and that way we can offer that that really clean and hyper-engaged platform for brands and businesses to advertise. Because if you know anything about this industry, marketing and advertising, banking and merchant processing, as well as distribution um, and stable supply chain, these are the four major challenges of this space. And we happen to be able to solve for most of them. We also run a mastermind called the Emerald Circle, uh, where we're nurturing brands soil to sale, um, helping them really get started, um, or if they're already established to increase their revenue. And where most companies are really challenged with marketing, we're thriving in the online space, helping to develop a cult-like following for each one of these brands. Um, So part of our business model is, yes, of course, we will take on sponsorships for the podcast. Yes, of course, we will take on people who want brand exposure, but they absolutely have to go through a testing process in order to be approved. There's multiple tiers to that. If we have special events or occasions, they're a little bit higher. Uh, They're a little bit more of an investment, whereas baseline, we also look for long-term strategic partnerships that can be mutually beneficial. And at the end of the day, this is all about making sure that as an industry, we are growing and thriving with a professional image and that we're able to infiltrate multiple marketplaces. This is no longer the face of recreational cannabis, but really to help bring a mainstream mentality in which case specific framework has to be set in place so that we as an industry can thrive. Um, So We have also created the Leaf Academy, which is a platform for learning. We have multiple courses and educations inside of there. Um, We have the masterminds and then we do marketing and branding services for a lot of the mainstream brands that you see out in the marketplace. Um, strategic par- they're all different types of strategic partnerships have been um, built and leveraged. And a part of our model now um, moving into 2020 will be to uh, develop new brands and release them into our into our media channels and build up the subscription basis. If you look at Dollar Shave Club, for instance, as a 
um, as an example, they were maybe six months into their business and had a list where the average value per subscriber was $33. And that pushed them from startup into a billion dollar valuation. So as companies are starting to look at one's organization, if they can show residual income, consistent residual income in their business, that kicks the valuation. And in the cannabis and CBD space, you're seeing anywhere from six to 12 percent or uh, six to 12 times markup for sale um, if you're looking to exit. So a lot of our business model has been about building our community. And honestly, we built it backwards. We had zero idea what we were going to sell when we started our community. We had absolutely no idea what, you know, beyond wanting to share. My husband and I have about 35 years combined experience in this industry. You know, I've been saying that for probably two years now because I don't want to age myself, but... We have we have a lot of fucking years in this space. Okay, I'm telling you, I grew up in Northern California. He ran away to the Humboldt Hills as a teenager, and you know, built his fortune up there. So um, this is this has been a part of our DNA for a long time here, and absolutely had zero idea what we were going to do when it came to internet and cannabis. But here we are, um, you know, educators really super passionate about pushing this movement forward. I too am a public speaker. So getting spe- I've really diversified our revenue streams by leveraging our audience and creating the cult-like following or culture that people from all walks of life and, and all over the world want to be a part of. So hopefully that gives some insight. And I would love to talk with you more offline about what you're doing and how you're rolling things out. I'm just, like I said, a couple of curves ahead of you on the road and happy to share anything that I can that will help save you time and money in in this process. I welcome more folks like yourself who are the unsuspecting, uh, quote unquote, influencers or voices of this industry. I'm a mother of four. I have thriving teenagers and a two-year-old. <laughs> um, so, so, you know, having, you, you don't generally expect somebody like you or me to look the way that we look and be as heavily involved as we are with this particular movement. Um, share with me about what some of your most proud moments are I, as being being on the front lines. Obviously, first of all, thank you for your service um, and being on the front lines as a military nurse. And like you said, watching our youth being blown apart physically, emotionally, you know, all of the things. What are some of your um, aha moments or most precious moments that you've personally witnessed that have left a profound impression on you when it comes to incorporating cannabis or hemp into one? care that's a great question i think some of the you know some of the most profound ones are just are are witnessing firsthand how um when i when i use the word cannabis i'm going to say it's all encompassing from cbd Mm -hmm. to to marijuana to medical marijuana Um, i have a good friend we interviewed on on our on our show he's a former army chaplain so i think it was a lieutenant colonel and he shared his story and his story was simple but it was symbolic of of a lot of what's going on uh, not only with our veteran community, but people who are suffering with PTS. 
And I dropped the D because it's not a disorder. It's, it's caused by a traumatic event in one's life, whether it's in combat or, uh, or in day-to-day life. But uh, he was about to become one of the 22. The 22 are the 22 veterans who take their lives daily. So he was on the verge one day of becoming one of the 22. And he was medically discharged from the service. Again, an army chaplain. So not, a, not necessarily a grunt on the front lines and um, had seen a lot, done a lot, I believe a lieutenant colonel, and uh, was medically discharged for significant PTS. And somewhere in his civilian life after the military, uh, he shared, he goes, Rick, I was done. I was ready to just be done. I, I couldn't handle the stresses of everything. And he goes, what saved me was, uh, was a joint. Like it was pretty, pretty blunt, no pun intended, but uh, he said it saved me. And his story impacted me, not only just listening to it, listening to him, but actually um, then reflecting back on all the, the kids, all the, and I say kids because um, my kids are in their 20s. My oldest is married. So the kids I took care of were literally the ages of my children at the time. This was back in 05 to 07 in the height of the Iraq conflict. But um, his story, um, it impacted me. I could share a lot of things that I saw myself, but it's, I think it was Chap's, Chap, Chaplin's story, uh, which really synopsized everything that I had seen into one story. And it was a, it was a battle cry for me. It was, a, it, was, it was almost a validation that I needed to be in this space um, I have my own personal story as to why I finally emerged from the closet, but his was just another nail, if you will, or straw or whatever you want to call it, that said, you need, for me, the Rick, you need to get out of your way, out of your head. And uh, I'm going to use this word because you, you dropped a bomb earlier. Fuck the people who, who aren't going to be friends with me anymore. And that happened, Sonia. Um, my wife and I were upstanding citizens like we all are, but when we became Canisaurs or cannabis entrepreneurs, um, it, we lost friends. But what we gained was I would never go back ever. So I would say Chap's story was one of the ones that really was, it, um, it'll stay with me forever. I love hearing stories like this. And I, I appreciate you sharing this, you know, as a, as a part of our community, we get to hear both the, the entrepreneur story, but also get to celebrate um, what I will call a success story from the consumers and, and people who are so unsuspecting priests, doctors, lawyers, well, lawyers and so unsuspecting, <laughs> but priests. That's yeah. a, that's a that's definitely a new one. Um, well, not a new one, really, but it's just you don't you don't necessarily think about it, you know. But honestly, I think you could not have a more perfect face for this industry. Your demographic, um, or the the not necessarily yours, but the baby boomer demographic who is looking to a more mature professional for advice and direction on how, who, what, when, you know, all of that guidance um, definitely needs a face like yours or a partnership like yours between you and your wife uh, to represent this incredible movement here. Can you share with me a little bit of the challenges in getting started in this, in this industry? What are some of the things that you are up against right now that perhaps prevent you from growing as quickly as you A, would like or B, um, know how to grow because you've built other successful businesses, have you experienced any roadblocks that are preventing your um, your growth or success? 
I have, and these are all surmountable. So when I when we share these roadblock stories, um, these are the folks who listen should know that there are people who are actively crushing those roadblocks as we go. So, um, and I'm not going to point to the usual merchant processing or Facebook ads. Those are mm-hmm. those those have been touted enough. So yeah, <laughs> enough. So one of the brands I work very closely with is called TrueMed CBD. TrueMed mm-hmm. is a brand that uh, they only sell to clinicians. So uh, you have to be a physician, a DO, a nurse practitioner, have a practice or a clinic. You will not find this at a gas station at a CVS. This is a brand developed and formulated by um, a compound pharmacist, a good friend of mine, and I'm closely aligned with the brand. This is one of the brands that I'm on the long haul with. To yeah, go back to my awesome. earlier statement. Mm-hmm. So the the gap that we're the challenge we're finding now, and we're getting through this challenge, but it hit us. Uh, between the eyes not too long ago was that our target audience, our target audience is a, is a patient of a physician, no doubt, but who we want to be that intermediary is, as the advocate is the clinician. The physician, yeah. And there's a, it's a challenge because there aren't the types of studies or JAMA or things that clinicians are looking for. It's all anecdotal. So I'll go back to the unfair advantage and the things that we bring to the table are the fact that um, we are formulated by a compound pharmacist with an MBA who understands the science, the molecular science behind, and I'm talking about CBD specifically now. Mm-hmm. Um, now, um, they're now partnered with a registered nurse slash entrepreneur who built one of the largest DOD contracting companies in the country. So mm-hmm. we bring something unique to the table, but... All that being said, as we're talking right now, Sonia, we we did um, we held, hosted a dinner for a group of clinicians here in Texas this past week, mm-hmm. and what we learned is the here's what we were we, we're going to learn one of two things that they're very very basic they still don't understand how CBD will work or they already know that and they just want to know how to monetize it in their practices. Yeah. So, we weren't sure where we were going to land because it's so new to the clinician space. Find out, we found out at that event, they were in the camp one. They wanted to learn more about um, how it works in the body, how it really impacts the ECS and how um, it interacts with different um, maladies or different um, diagnoses and things like that. And it it gave us, it was an eye opener. And for those of you out there who are thinking of launching a clinician-based brand, now you know, generally speaking, clinicians, they want to know the science behind it before they learn the monetization aspect of it, which are both important. So that was a hurdle for us, but we were prepared, to be honest. We we literally went in there with, um, uh, we tag team, and this is Omar, the, the, the PharmD. Um, he did the first half, which was all science and clinical. And um, I, I grasp it, but I'm just like, thank goodness he's here because the questions that these docs are asking are like, holy geez. Yeah. Um, <laughs> literally on the cellular level. And I'm like, thank goodness, Omar, you're here. And then yeah. we tag team and I talked about mm-hmm. the value it would be for their for their practices. Honestly, yeah. it would impact their patients. Their patients Heck are yeah. already, the patients are already going out and getting it. Yeah. So, <laughs> and they're scared to talk to them about it. Yes. So um, I talked about how they can interact with their patients as a clinician um, mm-hmm. and then really what it means from a financial standpoint, you know, the, the wholesale, the retail, um, talking about the, that part of the business. And so 
that that's becoming an emerging hurdle. We weren't quite sure where we were going to land, but now we know the clinicians are, they want to know science first and then let's talk business second. So um, we're overcoming that though. Love that. Uh, I'll make a connection with you for a gentleman by the name of Chuck Science, um, also known Ch- or Chuck Stebbins, also known as Chuck Science. And he was the formulator and mastermind behind um, sports medicine and all of the incredible supplements that have come into the fitness realm and, through, you know, through the late 70s, early 80s, 90s. He's kind of like a Doogie Howser um, where he gra- he was already doing, you know, um, neuro surgery, um, whether it was on the brain or, you know, some other part of the, some other part of the, um, you know, spinal cord or whatever, when he was like 17 years old, he started doing that time. So he's incredibly smart and he just put together, um, a fully comprehensive scientific based education, um, called seed to sell C E L L. Um, and it's a complete science fact based education that is specifically for, um, for the medical space. So I'll, I'll make a connection for you guys there. Cause I think that that would be a really, really significant value add for you. Um, and we too have been up against a similar type of challenge. We, we developed something called the natural health coach certification, where we are taking, MDs all the way down to massage therapists and, you know, aromatherapists, we are certifying them as natural health coaches to be able to go into clinics and as a certified professional advise specifically on the use of cannabis and hemp products. They're taught dosage, diagnoses, how to pair the two delivery systems, all of these different things. And now the doctor can, you know, still increase his revenue by, but, but incorporate professionals into their practice. And it's been such an incredible partnership to see that ecosystem working together. More product is moving off of the shelf. The doctor doesn't have to go through a crazy learning curve. He can refer direct to somebody um, in his office. I'll share that stuff with you as well and see if it's a good value add. Um, Cause it sounds like what you're doing is just not only necessary, but it's mandatory as the communities start to adopt this more and more, um, we need more empowered, educated doctors and family, you know, physicians to support us as our knowledge and interests move towards holistic healthcare. In our segments, uh, in our podcast, we generally do something what I call the words of wisdom. And I love to just give some perspective from folks like ourselves to the budding entrepreneurs or even established business owners. We happen to be doing something pretty unique for the on behalf of the industry um, and solving for a pretty significant challenge right now. So I would love to hear you share some of your words of wisdom, maybe two or three pieces of advice that you could offer um, somebody who is trying to decide to get into this space or already is in this space and needs just a little bit of added support in achieving success? What would be some key, knowing what you know now (laughs) about this space, what would be some key pieces of advice that you could offer somebody who's just getting started or trying to break through the glass ceiling? I love it. Um, You know, these kind of go hand in hand, these two. It's uh, it's R&D. And then recreating the wheel. And what I mean by that is 
there's already somebody who has who has been to the place where you want to be the that budding entrepreneur whether it's creating a million dollar business or a lifestyle of freedom or whatever that is it's already been done mm-hmm. it's already been done and don't don't get so wrapped up in that this is cool and it's cannabis this is just simply a unique product that's it. It's a unique product. There's unique ingredient. Unique ingredient. That's it. But it's still it's simply what one is going to be getting into starting or launching or scaling is a product or a service-based business. So don't recreate the wheel. It's already been done somewhere. And I can give you a great example of I was just I just spoke at CBDIO in Vegas and I met some great companies and one of them was a veteran owned uh, owned by a marine and uh, CBD brand and and we were talking and uh, great ideas and they one of their methodologies to to get brand exposure was to was college campuses and they were trying to figure out you know how do we penetrate it how do we get students how do we do this and to the point of don't recreate the wheel I asked them have you ever heard of how Red Bull scaled and Red Bull tastes awful it's not good and it's just not a, it doesn't taste good but one has to ask how did it become a billion dollar brand yeah. they did it by that they they pen, they figured out how to penetrate the student the college scene in a very unique way and i said don't try and figure it out go read about red bull and literally red bull um get, became a, a known brand and we and a chain traction through what they wanted to do uh, what I mean by R and D is is not research and development. It's um, you know don't try and again this ties into recreating the wheel. Um, R and D in the entrepreneurial space means rip off and duplicate, and I mean that in an authentic in an authentic and responsible way. I don't mean literally stealing things. I just mean somebody's already done this. Don't don't think about how to create something brand new. The wheel's already been done. R and D for the entrepreneur is not research and development. Development, it is rip off and duplicate. Figure out who has done the thing you want to do. Get to know them. Get to see them. Figure out what your unique skill, your gift, what your unfair advantage is, and then create something. Think about Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, and then Snapchat, and now TikTok. Those are all simply ideas stacked on the next. Facebook was the first. Then came Instagram. The story is there. It goes away faster. Then came Snapchat. Those are simply R&D. Rip it off and duplicate an idea and creating something new. They're not too far removed from each other. Somebody just idea stacked these concepts by R&D. Rip off and duplicate. So that's it. I would say R&D is not what you think. Um, And uh, to not recreate the wheel. Never. It's been done before. Promise you. Oh my God, are we the same person in different bodies right now? I fucking love this. Okay, I love this. I don't know if you've like listened to my past episodes or something, but I always, I literally always say that. I'm like, yo, you ain't got no new ideas, friend. What you got to figure out is how to innovate. It's true. Okay, no, it's so true. Okay, I absolutely love this. Ooh, a little bit of a challenge today on my my words. (laughs) of wisdom. Usually I just piggyback right off what you all geniuses have to say, but let me, you're making me work for it today. I like it. Um, what would be something that I would add to it? it took the damn words right out of my mouth. Um, okay. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. 
my words of wisdom for today, and for those of you guys who are listening, and there's really three ways to be a part of this budding industry. Number one is starting a brand or business of your own. Awesome. Lots of opportunities, tons of fucking challenges. Get somebody to mentor you and support you along the way. And the four things you're going to have to solve for when you own your own business is marketing, advertising, sourcing, having a really stable supply chain, banking and merchant processing, and then distribution. Those are going to be the four things that you're really going to have to solve for owning your own business besides being a unique and innovative or innovated brand or business. Um, So that's the first way. Second way is to add CBD or cannabis to an existing business that you already have. We've talked about how physicians are starting to incorporate it into their clinics. This is a perfect example of how you can add cannabis or CBD into something that's already in existence and you can acquire the new skill sets necessary in order to have that aspect of your business thrive. Tons of solutions to be able to do that. You can check us out on Facebook if you want more advice on how. And then finally, you can just get a job. Guess what? We need people who work for a living to come and support this movement. You think you think us as entrepreneurs are out on the front lines? We're fighting a different fight. We need folks just like yourself to have the necessary skill sets so that we can serve our customer base and clientele at the absolute highest level, developing those skill sets, getting those necessary training so that you can thrive inside of this industry as a, playing a supporting role. Oscars do get appointed to the supporting actress, by the way you can play a supporting role and attach yourself to an already existing business and play such an important part in allowing this industry to grow and thrive. So my suggestion would be really understand exactly what it is that you want to do. Do you want to run the rat race with the rest of us crazy ass entrepreneurs? Come join us. There's plenty of room. It's a little bit more capital, capital, time, stress intensive. And if you don't like gray hair, buy yourself a bottle of hair dye because your shit is going to get gray. Okay. <laughs> it is, this is a high risk, high reward industry. If you don't have the stomach for it, you know, don't play, don't play the game. Um, but you know, there, and, and honestly, the more and more that this market matures, we need people to innovate their already existing businesses by hiring folks with specific skill sets, as well as bringing in trustworthy brands into your already existing business. This is just one more way to sweeten the pie and increase revenue. The second thing that I will say is that if you are coming in here to make a quick buck, Turn, the, turn your car around. There's nothing fast about the money that you are going to make here. The only thing that you will do is create a mark that is negative on your reputation. Um, this is a very close, tight-knit industry that is relationship-based. So be willing to ask the question, what value can you bring instead of what value you can take from this industry? And then finally, everything, everything that you do is about partnerships and those partnerships are successful because of the results that you're able to cultivate. Truly understanding who you are and what role you want to play will allow you to bring the most amount of value with the most amount of leverage into the marketplace. And the marketplace will respond 
through your partnerships and collaborations with other folks in the industry. It is the time to bring alliances into this space because guess what? When the wave of big business comes in here, not a one of us is going to survive on our own. It's all about how we can join together and collaborate with our resources um, and assets in order to make a bigger, more significant impact. And our incomes will be a direct reflection of the impact that we're making in the marketplace. So those are my words of wisdom. And um, I think for the first time, I think yours were better. (laughs) (laughs) I'm being honest. I'm serious. Like usually I'm in the coach and mentoring space and most people are like about their brands and business, but like you, you know what? I'm really happy to make your acquaintance and I'm super excited <laughs> to find out more about your coaching programs because I think you brought a lot of value in, in today's episode. Like you brought a ton of value, things to think about what you're, what you're saying. An unfair advantage in the marketplace is really about understanding these core things about business in general. And we forget that while we're dealing with this like diamond of an ingredient that everyone's so excited about. Like it's just one ingredient. There's 138 others that are in the same plant. They're going to get the same kind of attention as science (laughs) starts to pull it apart. So thank you so much for your incredible value. Where can folks find you if they are interested in working with you or following any of the work that you're doing? The easiest way it'll stick um, is weedenobasis.com. So that's, that's our, that's where our podcast resides and it does link back to our homepage, but we basis.com. They can follow me on Instagram. It's planet boy. It's the at sign then planet boy. And there's a long story behind that. But, um, so we basis.com URL or planet boy on Instagram. Okay, amazing. You guys heard it here first. If you want to check out what is happening with Mr. Rick Martinez at Planet Boy, check him out, or you can go to weedtoknowbasis.com and you can get more information on all of the cool things that he's doing. I'm for sure going to follow the Weed to Know Basis podcast because I want to hear what you got going on in there. It sounds like a lot of fun and some good stories are being told. Um, Any final words before we end today's interview? I just want to thank you. And I want, I really want to thank you, especially that we're in the midst of a holiday and um, it's good to know that there are people who can enjoy a holiday and still holiday and hustle at the same time. So I'm hustling um, right through, man. I know right? <laughs> the rest <laughs> success and rest don't sleep together. That's for sure. So, <laughs> Not in my house. <laughs> yeah, no, I really, really appreciate it, Sonia. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you guys. So those of you who are listening in with us really appreciate you being a part of this incredible community. Everything we do is to serve you. We want to help empower you with the truth about cannabis and hemp so that you can make educated decisions about how you want to care for yourself, the people that you love, conditions you may be suffering from, or otherwise take care of that already amazing gift of life that you have. If you're a budding entrepreneur looking for tips and tricks on how to grow your business inside of the Green Rush, check us out at theemeraldcircle.com. And if you are a person looking for products you can depend on to deliver the results you're looking for, check us out on medicalsecrets.com and we will be happy to help. I'm your host with the most, Sonia Gomez, and this is The Hemp Revolution. We'll see you on our show, our next show, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode. We took notes on this episode for you, along with all the links and resources mentioned in the episode. Get them free on the show notes page here at www.medicalsecrets.com. 
If you love this show and our content, please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you really want to help us get the message out there, please rate, review, and tell all your friends. With your help, we can continue to reach the world with our message. And until next time, we hope you join the hemp revolution, and we challenge you to dream big and love the life you live.